Today's Sunday sermon has been made possible by the members of Southside Christian Fellowship Church and listeners like you. Thank you so much for your continued prayerful and financial support of this ministry. If you'd like to learn more about what we do and how to get involved, or simply want to give a gift, please just go to our website at southsidechristianfellowship.net today. How many of you know what a wilderness walk is? I appreciate the honesty. Amen. Being married? Okay. All right. I'll, uh, I'm going to step right over that one and move on. So if you don't know me, I am, uh, my name is Herman Mason. I am the pastor here at Southside Christian Fellowship Church. I took over for my dad in 2021. And the first thing the Lord had me do was call the church to a wilderness walk. I didn't even preach, I don't think, until February for the first time as pastor. Um, and I didn't even know it was going to be called a wilderness walk. I just knew the Lord wanted us to set aside time to be with him and do nothing but prayer and worship. And I was talking with one of my brothers and uh, my actual um, blood brother, and he was telling me, sounds like uh, what Jesus did in the wilderness. You ought to call it a wilderness walk. And man, it was like a light bulb. And so it made complete sense to me what he was talking about. So I prayed about it. And many of you went through that wilderness walk with us back in 2021. And I prayed about doing one last year, and the Lord wouldn't let me. And so I didn't want to do one just to do one, because I did learn in that first year that if I do stuff without the Lord's leading and guiding, I'm doing it in vain. And Psalms 127 tells us that, right? And so it was very painful to try to do things without the Lord's leading, or even if I got ahead of Him. And so we did not do a wilderness walk last year. And so as I was praying about this year, the Lord told me that, yes, we can and we should and we will do a wilderness walk, and I got excited except I didn't really know what it was going to be about. And so I spent a lot of time praying and asking the Lord, what is this wilderness walk about? See, the first wilderness walk, the Lord showed me where he went up into the wilderness right after he was baptized. We talked about water baptism. Jesus went and got water baptized. The Holy Spirit descended upon him in the form of a dove. And so right after that, he went into the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights to be alone with the Father. And that at the end of that 40 days is when the enemy came and tempted him and tried to get him to uh, do things that he shouldn't do. And all they did was quote back scripture, right? We're familiar with those scriptures. And then it talks about how Jesus, after that wilderness experience, comes in and starts his ministry. Now, when I set up the wilderness walk, and this is how good God is. If you'll just trust the Lord and just do what he's telling you, okay? Sometimes people want you to explain everything, and you don't have all the answers. It's okay. And so all of a sudden I realized, oh, my goodness, I'm starting my pastorship. And that was in 2021. And so we base it off of his experience in that wilderness walk, and it, and it set the stage for what was to come. So as I was reading and praying, the Lord showed me Luke chapter 5 because I know that the Lord prays often, or Jesus prayed often and got away, but I, I don't know that I was 100% familiar with him going into the wilderness each time. So again, you're seeing where the Lord led us to the name wilderness walk, and here it is showing up again. And so I just want to kind of walk you through what the Lord's put on my heart here. Um, during the last wilderness walk, we prayed for the mission and the vision of Southside Christian Fellowship. God was developing it, but it was not concrete yet. And so we spent a lot of time just asking the Lord to to solidify what that vision and that mission is. And I believe you guys are aware that God has provided that vision and that mission. And my goal is for you guys all to be able to regurgitate it. Amen. Can anybody do it now? What is our, uh, what is our mission? What is our yeah, become passionate pursuers of God. Amen. Now I hear people saying becoming passionate pursuers of Christ is fine. I have no problems with that, 
right? We serve a God three in one. So I don't want us to worry about that. What you'll hear coming out of me is being, becoming passionate pursuers of God. All right. But I don't, we don't need to correct each other. We don't need to worry about that part of it, right? If somebody says becoming passionate pursuers of Christ, the Holy Spirit or God, we're good. Amen. <laughs> so our, um, again, our, our mission is to become passionate pursuers of God. I have not really shared the vision, but that goes along with it. And I did include it in the prayer guide. I'm going to be bouncing back and forth a little bit here. But the vision of Southside Christian Fellowship is to create a lasting legacy for Jesus in our community. And I get that from Psalms 145.4. Again, I'll let you look those scriptures up on your own. Uh, we get the passionate pursuer of God from Matthew 22, verses 37 and 38. But we prayed for the mission and vision, and we're going to do that again this year, except we're not praying for God to reveal the mission and vision. We're praying for God to help us implement the mission and vision at Southside Christian Fellowship. Amen? We prayed for our community, specifically Henry County. That won't change this this time around. We're going to continue to pray for where God has planted Southside Christian Fellowship and each of you. So part of our prayer is going to be for McDonough, because that's specifically where Southside Christian Fellowship is located, is in the city of McDonough. But we want to go ahead and pray for Henry County as well, and I want you to pray for your neighborhood. Okay? So that's part of the second uh, area that we're going to be focusing on. And you think, well, our, our mission goes further than just Henry County. I agree. And that's going to be the third area that we talk about is for the world. Okay. So outside of that prayer time for the Henry County and McDonough specifically in your neighborhood, then we'll also have time set aside to pray for, uh, the world. All right. And I've broken all that down in the prayer guide and I'll go over each part of that here in just a little bit, but I'm getting the wilderness walk 2023 from Luke chapter five, verse 16. And it simply says, he himself often withdrew into the wilderness and prayed. I read that scripture and I said, whoa, I knew he withdrew to the wilderness right after being baptized. I didn't know he often withdrew to the wilderness specifically, right? So I said, man, Lord, you're just confirming everything that I've been hearing in my spirit. And so that's where we're getting this wilderness walk from. And I want to break down three pieces of that verse, that simple verse right there for you. If you hear in there, it says that he often withdrew. This was not a one-time occurrence, and guess what? This wilderness walk has dates on it from January the 9th, which is tomorrow, through January the 31st, but that doesn't mean it's going to be the only time that we withdraw to be with the Father. But this is specific time set aside for our church to withdraw and be with the Father. We're going to do it often throughout this year. The second part of that is isolation. He got away from the people. Isolation, right? And then prayer. All right, so let me go through each of those real quick. There was often often withdrawal, isolation, and prayer. We're talking about often withdrawal. That's important. It's not a one-time thing. It provides much-needed strength. Sometimes we just need to get into time with the Father, and you will be amazed at how much your physical body gets recharged in addition to your spiritual body. Anybody ever experienced that? Where your physical body could be weak as well as your spirit man, and you just get time with the Father, and all of a sudden you just come out pumped up? I mean, that's what we're doing here. Often. How often? As often as needed. We had lots of prayer this morning. God was working in people's lives. There's a lot of, a lot of mountains in front of people right now. So you know what? Right now during the period of time where you've got an obstacle in your path, you may have to withdraw to that closet, that secret place with the Lord more often than you normally do. That's why it's not like a twice a day, three times a day, once a day, right? As often as needed. Take it as often as needed. Let me tell you the other thing withdrawing does. It shows humility and a dependence upon God. It shows 
to yourself. Doesn't matter what other people say and see. You're saying, I can't do this without you, Lord. So it shows that humility. I'm humbly coming to you to say, Lord, I need you. And I depend upon you. The second part of that was isolation. Isolation is key. I'm going to tell you there are times we think that we can be with the Father and with everybody else and it just doesn't work out. We have to be purposeful about what we're doing here. There are too many distractions in this world. You know, technology is great, but it can also be a hindrance. We get so used to having things instantly that we begin to be impatient. And more importantly, we begin to put too much on our plate because we start thinking in terms of, oh, I got five minutes here, five minutes there. I'll keep putting on and putting on, putting on. How many of you struggle just to sit quietly? Let me get both hands up here. I think I told you that as a teacher, unfortunately, I was sometimes my worst enemy. We'd be taking a test. The kids would be taking a test, and I'd be monitoring them, and maybe a kid start making noise, and I'd tell them, all right, you need to settle down. Let's be quiet. We're taking a test, right? Then after a while, I'd hear somebody tapping or humming, and I realized it's me. I'd gotten bored. I'm the one causing the problem. I finally just had to tell my students I'm a little bit of a hypocrite. I apologize. You're going to have to do as I say, not as I do. So, you know. But that's the problem. We, we, we can't sit and be quiet before the Lord. We're going to have to be purposeful because it's important that we get away and we're before the Lord, that we're isolated, that we're away from the distractions of the world. So I want to encourage you to trade as many activities as possible for alone time with God. You know, we can trade some TV time, some video game time, social media time, even some food time to be with the Lord. Amen. You may not be able to trade uh, work time. You may not be able to get off work right now. That's okay. That's fine. Again, we want to be purposeful. But instead of just coming home and vegging out in front of the TV, be purposeful. Come home and, and, and get before the Lord and pray before the Lord. Amen? I want to encourage you, this is not a time to pick and choose things that you want to avoid. So you use this to say, oh, I can't spend time with the family. I'm in a wilderness walk. Oh, I'd love to be with you, sweetheart, but I can't right now. I'm in a wilderness walk. No, no, no. That's not what we're talking about. Amen? <laughs> Don't misuse this time. So we want to often withdraw over these next, what is it, three weeks. We want to spend time with the Lord frequently, specifically, purposefully for this wilderness walk. We want to isolate ourselves. Don't just go get before the family. Now, I don't, I, I don't think it's a problem if you have some times where it's you and your spouse that are praying before the Lord or it's you and the whole family. But, but I want to encourage you to, to make time that is just you and the Lord. Find time where it's just you and the Lord and get away. Go find a closet. Go find a secret place. I will go ahead and tell you right now that the church will be available to you 24-7. How is that possible? Well, a couple years ago, the Lord gave us away. So we'll have certain times that we'll have people here at the building. So anytime we're here and you want to come here and pray and, and isolate, you can come. If we're not at the building, you're just going to contact me, okay, and I will get you into the building. I have a way to get you into the building where it does not inconvenience me, so don't worry about that part of it, okay? Just whatever the Lord leads, I can get you into the building if you want to come here to isolate and be with the Lord. The third part of this is that prayer is vital. Vital. It's one of the, it's the reason we're doing this, is to pray, to be with the Lord, to communicate with the Lord. Prayer is purposeful. We want to be purposeful about our prayer time during this wilderness walk. I mean, God called us to be a house of prayer, did he not? Us is not just Southside Christian Fellowship. He called each one of us to be a house of prayer. Isaiah 56, 7 and Matthew 21, 13 
tell us, for my house will be called a house of prayer for all the peoples. Jesus reiterated that in Matthew 21 there. Colossians 4.2 tells us to devote ourselves to prayer, keeping alert in it with an attitude of thanksgiving. And 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 16 through 18 say, Rejoice how often? Say it again. Rejoice always. But Lord, I'm going through, rejoice. But Lord, this obstacle's in my way, rejoice. But Lord, I can't see a way out, rejoice. It doesn't matter what you're facing and what you're seeing. This time with the Lord has helped us to remember that we're supposed to rejoice. You say, Lord, I don't know how to rejoice. He'll say, I'll show you. I'll show you how to rejoice. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Pray when you wake up. Pray when you go to bed. Pray when you dream. Pray without ceasing. In everything, not some things, not most things, but in everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. James Hudson Taylor said, when we work, we work. But when we pray, God works. Chris Valentine said, true prayer is not just petitioning heaven with a list of requests, but it is communicating with our Father in heaven as a true friend. And that, to me, is a big crux of what we're doing. We're not coming into our our, uh, quiet places, our secret places, this church, and just saying, Lord, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. We're not putting a list together of things that we need. We're coming to worship our Father, to, to glorify His name. When we pray for our community, it may seem like that's a need we have. No, 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 no. We're praying that the Lord's kingdom would come, right? That God's kingdom would come in our community, in our neighborhood. This is not a time to say, I want this, 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 this. Charles Stanley said, the true beauty of prayer is not a particular outcome, but intimacy with the Father. See, we want to pray for our community to say, Lord, we want your kingdom to come. What we don't want to do is say, Lord, I want you to bring the kingdom and I want it to look like this. Lord, I want you to do it this way. Lord, I want you to be who I want you to be. That's not what we're saying. We're saying, Lord, I want you to come and do what you want to do. I want you to come and use me how you want to use me. Lord, I want to do your will, not my will. Because I want it to be your kingdom, not my kingdom that comes. So, Lord, however you want to do it, just do it, Father. Just do it. So that leaves us with how to pray. Jesus taught us how to pray in Matthew chapter 6, verse 5 through 13. I want to break this down for you quickly here. I know we've gone through it before. But Jesus said, and he was telling the disciples, he said, And when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. I want to encourage you. Let's don't go around town telling people, man, we're in a wilderness walk. We're in a wilderness walk. Look at me. I'm doing this. I'm fasting this. I'm, you, you know, you got to be about the Father's business and your heart's got to be in the right place. It's not about telling people all the great things we're doing. The Lord's got us doing. Right? But you, when you pray, go into your room. Isolation. Didn't Jesus show us that? He went into the wilderness. That was his room. Go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathens do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Now, let me clarify. A lot of times you come to a prayer session here, you're going to hear some of the same things being said. Number one, there are only so many things that we can pray for. God, I want your kingdom come, your will be done. There's nothing wrong with praying that constantly. 
But you guys have all prayed a prayer. I know for me, I've told you it was this Lord's Prayer, that as an athlete, we would always get together and we would recite the Lord's Prayer. And everybody goes through it pretty quick and they know it, but they don't understand what it means. That's vain repetition. When you're praying something, you don't understand what you're praying. I'm not talking about praying in tongues. I'm talking about you just keep reciting something over and over again because you've heard it and you just want to do that. That's, that's vain repetition. You're doing it in vain. It's of no use. Pray with your heart. Pray with your heart. Pray what God's heart is. Verse 8 says, Therefore do not be like them, for your Father knows the things you have need of before you ask Him. Verse 9, he says, In this manner, therefore pray, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. He's telling us right there to glorify God first. Whenever we start prayer time, it's always about how awesome God is. When do we move on to the next section? Whenever he releases us to go to the next section. What if I just talk about how awesome he is for an hour and a half? Then praise God, you talk about him for an hour and a half and how awesome he is. That's first. That's step one. Awesome are you, God. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That reminds us it doesn't have anything to do with us in general. It's about him. And let me reiterate. I don't mean this to be rude. I hope you hear what I'm about to say. God doesn't need you or me, but he wants you and he wants me and he provides us all an opportunity to be on his team, to be on his side and to do what he's planning to do. You see, we have this misunderstanding that if we don't act, God can't do anything. We're not stopping God's plan. God's given you an opportunity to be a part of his plan. So we pray your kingdom come, your will be done. We're reminded it's not our kingdom, it's not our will. It's about God, it's about Him. Then He says, give us this day our daily bread. Give us this day, day one. God could have provided manna for months and years for the children of Israel right while they were in the desert, but He didn't. He said each day. Why? Because there's a dependence upon God. What I tell you that withdrawing and going to the wilderness tells us, tells us that we are humble and that we are dependent upon God. We don't need to take for granted what God's doing. We need to thank him each day for his provisions and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. It's not just about God forgive me for what I've done wrong. Help me to forgive others that have done wrong to me, whether they ask for it or not. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. God, help me to avoid the temptations. Jesus gave us the blueprint, didn't he? Every time the enemy tempted him, what did he do? He quoted scripture. And then it ends, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory. For whose is it? It says, for yours. Again, one more time, let me remind you, who's in charge here? See, we pray, that's how we're praying. We're recognizing the Lord. The great part about it is God wants to take care of you and me. So when we focus on him and we pray for him and his will and his kingdom, guess what he says? I'm going to do that and I'm going to set you up too. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to take care of you. Have you ever prayed for somebody for healing when you needed healing and then you got your healing? It's happened many times. You ever needed something physically, financially, and God tells you to sow financial seed to somebody, whether it be in the form of clothes or shoes or toys or actual money, and you're like, Lord, I don't even have that much for myself. And you do it, and all of a sudden, your need is met. Because God's going to take care of you if we'll just trust him. So don't worry about the needs that you have. That's why he told you. He knows what you need. Worry about his kingdom and his will. 
What was it, Jim? You quoted, "Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all His righteousness." Seek ye first. And that's what we want to do during this wilderness walk. We want to seek Him first. Let me go through this prayer guide with you. If you'll pull that up, what I did to start with was reiterate what I just told you about Luke chapter five and the three areas that that God uh, showed us that He often withdrew, that He isolated, and that He prayed. Right before the times there, the, the paragraph that says our purpose, our purpose is to become passionate pursuers of God so that we might be used to impact our community for Jesus. I'm asking you to please set aside time each day to be with God and to pray for the areas listed below. Again, if you'd like to pray at the church building, I've listed the times that we'll be here. We'll be here every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Pastor Gary and uh, Jeff, Elder Jeff, will be leading that prayer session. Uh, Wednesdays from 7 to 9 and Fridays from 7 to 9, there'll be a combination of people leading and guiding that prayer session. Uh, Sundays will start at 1030. I didn't put it in time. What I want you to understand is that there will not, will not be any preaching going on during the next three Sundays. We'll do worship. We'll do uh, prayer. We'll do ministry. We're going to... Um, uh, if, if there's scriptures that come forth, that's fine, just like we did today where the Lord put on our hearts to read scripture. But it's going to be all set aside for prayer and for worship for the Lord. So we're going to start around 1030, and then what I want to encourage you is stay as long as you can. I'm not putting in time on it, but if you got to slip out, you got to slip out. That's okay. All right? That'll be every Sunday for the next three Sundays. And then that last Sunday, the 29th, we'll be doing what's called Passionate Pursuit Meetings. Uh, Pastor Matt Smith, if you're not familiar with him, is a very, very uh, powerful uh, evangelist, pastor, and God just absolutely moves through him. And so what I'm asking you is if you don't know him, trust me, okay? Trust that what the Lord's put on my heart is what is for this church. Take a chance. Come to those meetings, okay? Twofold. One, come and just see what the Lord will do for you and to you and through you and in you, right? But I want you to come and support Pastor Matt as well. See, one of the things that gets misunderstood by some people is that pastors have it all together. And I know y'all don't have that problem there. Y'all know I don't have it together. Amen? But we go through quite a bit, right? And we don't want to bring all that stuff to you guys. I mean, we're, we, we're, that's why we're here. That's why we're in this position to navigate those, those waters. And so this church, part of becoming a passionate pursuer of God, again, is not about what we can get for us. It's about what we can do for others. So I'm asking you to set time aside these three nights and come back and let's support Pastor Matt and let's pour into him and just see what God does. We also don't know who God's going to bring in those doors. I want you to come ready with a heart prepared to minister to other people that God brings in to, these, to this building during those three nights. Amen? Uh, it's been asked, is it a revival? It has a revival element to it. But it's a passionate pursuit meeting because we wanted to go deeper than just the revival. The revival of your spirit and your soul is just one piece of it. Okay? Blowing those shofars to awaken us, right? It's just a piece of it. We want to go deeper than that. Somebody asked me yesterday, how is this different than a Sunday service? I want to encourage you to ask me that question on February the 1st because I don't know yet. Think about it. February 1st will be after the meetings, right? Let's come and just see what the Lord does. Let me tell you what I can guarantee you. God put this on my heart. He put the speaker on my heart. He put the meeting dates on my heart, this wilderness walk on my heart. And I've learned that if I just follow him and be obedient to him, he does some amazing, awesome things. I can't answer any other questions that I'm aware of about what will happen that night, those nights. It'll be whatever the Lord wants to do. And I'm going to encourage you, if 
I'm just telling you. You see what happens here when I announce that the, the altars are open, right? Again, it's not that God can't meet you where you're at when you want to meet him, right? But there are times I see that God just says, hey, I'm here, I'm ready, let's do this. And I believe these three nights God said, hey, we're going to have some amazing times together. How about just come and experience what I've got for you? I can't promise you what you will receive except for this. You will grow closer to our Lord and Savior, no matter how close you are to him right now, as a result of these passionate pursuit meetings. That'll be Sunday, January 29th at 6 p.m., Monday, January 30th and Tuesday, January 31st, we'll start at 7 p.m. Notice there are no end times on there. We're going to go as long as the Lord wants to go. Amen. I included some scriptures that I just read to you as encouragement to remind you what we're doing here. Right? Why are we praying? And then there are four areas. The first one, I want you to pray for the implementation of the mission and vision of Southside, for Southside Christian Fellowship. So what I'm telling you is when you're setting aside that time, right, I'm asking you to pray for these three areas each time. Now, if you pray for other things, if the Lord lays other time on your heart, whatever he asks you to do, you do. But each time you pray, I want you to pray for these three areas. So again, pray for the implementation of the mission and vision of Southside Christian Fellowship, and I included what the mission is and what the vision is. And then I listed the scriptures that support that. And go along with it. I gave you some additional scriptures and then some encouraging quotes that go along with this particular area. I did the same thing in section two, but in section two, I'm asking you to pray for the area where God has planted Southside Christian Fellowship and you. That's in McDonough, that's Henry County, and that's in your neighborhood. Again, I've included some scriptures and I've included some encouraging quotes. The third area is to pray for the world around us. Pray for the world around us. Again, there's scriptures and encouraging quotes there. Uh, if you have others that you want to add to this, I'm open to that. Send them to me, text them to me. I don't mind including them. These are just the ones God put on my heart. Uh, again, there are others. The Bible's full of scriptures that support these areas. Amen. The last section is apostolic prayers. I took what Pastor Gary uh, has been praying for the last two years, specifically here at this building at Southside Christian Fellowship. I'm sure he's done it for much longer than that. And if you've been a part of any of the prayer sessions, we include some of these apostolic prayers. These are just prayers prayed by Jesus and the apostles. Okay? I'm giving you the basic idea of what that prayer is. For example, A says prayer for revelation of Jesus' beauty and the bride's destiny under transforming our heart. And you can find evidence of that in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 17 through 19. Um, the other thing I've asked you to do is to fast. What are you asking us to fast, Pastor Herman? I'm asking you to choose your own fast. You need to get with the Father. This is about our relationship with God. God has not put on my heart to tell you exactly what to fast. Okay? As you pray and ask the Lord, He will show you what to fast. And I will encourage you. I'll give you a hint. It's not going to be something you hate. He's not going to ask you to fast something you hate. So I'd go ahead and get a get a, a shortcut list together, all the things you absolutely love and think you can't live without. Again, I'm not talking about family. He's not going to ask you to fast family. Amen. I've heard people do that. That's why I keep saying that. I've heard people say that stuff. Oh, you asked me to fast uh, time with the family. You have to go do something else, kid. Right? But you do the fast that God's called you to and honor him, right? So what are we supposed to do in place of what we're fasting? That's when we set aside time to pray. So if God has asked you to fast all meals for the next three weeks, then you do what he's asked you to do. But don't just fast every meal because it's a good idea. Remember, Psalms 127 tells us that if we don't have the Lord first, right? If he's not leading, what are we doing? We're laboring in vain, right? 
If we build the house without the Lord, we build it in vain. So, yes, fasting is great. Fasting gets you closer to the Lord. But if the Lord hasn't put something specific on your heart, I'm sorry, if the Lord hasn't told you to fast every meal, right, then I wouldn't I wouldn't do that right now. But I promise you there's something the Lord's going to ask you to fast. It's about discipline. Fasting is when you give that item, that thing up, and I'm asking you to give it up the entire wilderness walk. The wilderness walk officially starts tomorrow, and it runs through January 31st with our third uh, Passionate Pursuit meeting, and it'll end that evening. Please, please be purposeful because this really sets the stage for what's to come for Southside Christian Fellowship, and I truly believe for each individual that is purposeful about this wilderness walk. Amen? Amen. You've been listening to Sunday Sermons from Southside Christian Fellowship Church, a place where you are loved, accepted, and received, a place of healing, a place of prayer, a place of hope. We invite you to join us this Sunday and every Sunday. For service times, location, and other information about the church, please visit our website at southsidechristianfellowship.net. Again, that's southsidechristianfellowship.net. As we wrap up today's message, we would like to once again thank you for listening. We would like to also have Papa Herman to speak a Father's blessing over you. May the Lord bless and keep you, that He would cause His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you, that the Lord would lift up the light of His countenance upon you and give you His peace. And remember that the Lord's favor is with you all the time. Expect it. It is with you. It's manifesting itself to you. It will overtake you no matter where you are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.